to another episode of Theatre Club. We're back with my mother because we just can't get enough of you. <laughs> this was the plan all along. Ruby and Madeline. I'll do a podcast with us like, secretly. If we just wanted mother. Just mummy. <laughs> and nobody's seen them for weeks. <laughs> we actually haven't. They've both been super oh busy. Oh dear. They've both been very busy with work. They will be back. In the next episode, we've got the next one planned. But mum will be there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Mama came too. <laughs> and we've all been to see, we've been to see a couple, you've went to see something without me, all blondies together, fine. Yes. Yeah, we've been to see quite a few shows together. But we? today we all went and saw Iolanthe. Taradiddle, taradiddle, tololle. Yeah, we, the we, Sasha Regan one that we've talked about on the podcast. Sasha Regan, my best friend. I didn't tell you this mum, but I'm friends with her on Facebook, no big deal. Oh, no, no. Um, and we all went to see Alan Bennett's Alleluia. And I went to see, and I, this is an apology because I kept calling the playwright Charlotte Jones, Claire Jones, I went to see The Meeting at Chichester, which was fabulous. And we also saw As You Like It at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. We've just been, been so busy. busy. What a heat wave. <laughs> We're very cultured. <laughs> We've been indoors for the whole heat wave. <laughs> when you pre-book things to get cheap tickets. I like going out of the midday sun for a matinee, personally. Yes, I've done a lot of matinees, <laughs> and it's been really good because you're in the cool air mm. conditioning. Unless you're at the Southern Playhouse, Mum. Or, in fact, the open air theatre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, luckily, Oscar got seats on stage right, top tip, because then you're in the shade. Well, should we talk about the open air theatre? Do you want to tell me about it? Because I didn't come. Um, that production has now finished, as you like it. <laughs> it's gone. But it was great. But I've liked it. You know, I find it tricky to follow these. It's not, sometimes. I don't love that play that much. I think he was finding his feet, rather. <laughs> but um, there was a very good performance by the woman who played Jacques. I think they were called her Jacques in this because it was a woman playing a man's part. They did that throughout the play. There was. Gender swapping. Gender swapping, yeah. Yeah, Maureen Beatty. Yes, and she, she was, was very good. terribly good. Um, yeah, I really love the setting. I love the inventiveness. Beautiful music, fantastic music. Great use of water and a fantastic use of rubbish. Oh, yeah, the set was so <laughs> cool. So there was, at the beginning, there was all this rubbish around the edge of the set. And then at the front, there was a, a big pool of water, again, full of rubbish, sort of floating and they kind of use that. So the first half was quite urban when it sets out the story. And then as they go into the woods to kind of find her uncle, the story's all very confusing. Suffice to say, they head into the woods and they sort of all transitioned through the water. So all the actors went into the water and out the other side into the audience. And then when we sort of went to the woods later on in the production, they all came back through the water. So the water is used as like a sort of transitional Yes, and it got space. cleaned up, all the rubbish got cleared away, oh. and they use the motif of yellow and red a lot, a bit like the McDonald um, sign at the beginning. And then um, when Rosalind becomes a man, she wears an orange cap. You know, these... they use signifiers. They, yes, I thought it was beautifully done. Yeah, the set was so good. The music by Charlie Fink from Noah and the Whale, if you know that band. I know of them. In five years time. Them. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? So it's all folky because they're in the woods. So it's oh. all live musicians. Had lot. It was, was like really travellers well or something. The, the, the woods people were like New Age traveller vibes. So it had a real kind of uplifting yeah. vibe. It kind of carried it along. They had music and sound effects, like when the, heli- when the sort of, father character who was the lord king, or whatever yeah. king, the king 
they had this surround sound that went around the auditorium with a helicopter coming. Like that. Yeah. So that was really... But sitting behind us were some very small children and their attention was kept throughout the whole thing and I think that's a real testament yeah, and they kept our, my attention because yes. it's not, you know, they just found ways. The beginning of that play is always really slow, I think. Yes. They found ways to kind of just make it interesting, whether it be the music, the set, sound effects, the way they did the boxing scene, they brought cheerleaders on, you know, it just adds a bit of yes. like energy um, um, and, and speed. So it, it, it quickens the pace. Yeah. Um, so I, let's have a gear change then to Alleluia and our beloved Alan Bennett. We're a family that love Alan Bennett, aren't we? We worship at the altar of Bennett. I, I can't believe he's not a family member. So this is his new play. At the Bridge Theatre. At the Bridge Theatre, Nicholas Heitner's Endeavour. Directed by Nicholas Heitner, this production. And a fantastic theatre. My first time at that theatre. And wow, not a bad seat in the house. We were on the very back row and it was wonderful. They build modern theatres so well now, don't they? We had such a good view. How much were our tickets, Oscar? £15, pounds 15 for the pounds. top balcony right at the back. But you could Center, still see perfectly. You can see everything. It is set in a hospital. Uh, a resident. What do you call it, Mum? You know, like a residential. No, it's a cradle to grave hospital. One of the old cottage hospitals, as yeah. you might call them, uh, the old style hospitals. And it's his love letter to and rant against the NHS, which, of course, is celebrating its seventieth year. And you know, he was a young boy when they didn't have the NHS. And it's in the old style hospitals, you could be born there and you could, you know, spend all your life. And then at the end, you've got the um, geriatric ward. And this is set on a geriatric ward. It's been very heavily criticised, this play. And I want to defend it. Because you love Alan Bennett. Because I love Alan Bennett. And I love what he... I have no problem at all with old people suddenly getting up and starting to sing and dance um, so yeah let's explain that so there are parts in it where they are teaching them songs in a choir to sort of raise raise funds um, and also as, as um, a thing to rehabilitate yes. people and to um, cheer them up I suppose but out of that as well there are these flights of fancy. They're like dream the, sequences dream almost, sequences, aren't yeah, they? Magic, they a bit of magic realism. And those were brilliant. They just lightened it and they were just fun. I really Choreographed liked. by Arlene Phillips. Arlene Phillips. Um, and lovely set design by Bob Crowley. Oh, fun. yeah. He's we all, love he Bob always, Crowley. Yes. I thought the mix of characters made... They were almost like vignettes rather than focusing on a particular story. This is what this play is about. It was about a broad theme. And he, you know, put some quite political stuff in there at the end, especially. He sort of directly addressed the audience with his political viewpoint. And I, I thought that was quite good. I don't, I don't want theatre to be I covering loved it. all the bases. I, I loved it and I'm, I have recommended it to a lot of people because I think there's a lot to chew over and think about it after was you very come out. Provoking. Yeah. I just didn't know where I was going for a while until the end of the first act. And then I was like really interested in that storyline. Because there was a relationship between the nurse and that, you know, that was when I got really invested and I sort of saw it from her side and his side and the son's side. Yeah, just tying up the first act, which is the critique of nearly every play I've ever seen. Well, there's always As a you lot. like there's it, always tying a... up the first act. <laughs> there's Juliet. always so much exposition in a first act. Mm. I can't remember the name of the, the nurse... Let's put her in Gerard. Oh, oh, the nurse is called Deborah Findlay. Oh, Deborah Findlay, that's right. So, very good quality actors, but nothing 
was unbalancing. Yeah, she was really, really good. Just yes. she's made to do an Alan Bennett piece, isn't she? Or yes. uh, yeah, she was very good at giving an understated performance, if you like, or a controlled performance. Understated performance. That is her. She's just like somebody that literally works in a hospital that they said, "Can you just? We're just going to observe you." Yeah. Yes. And understated. Have you ever seen a play where someone's tried to do understated but forgotten they're in a theatre and they do have to play to us sitting in the back of the balcony? Mm. She did understated but still reached us right at the back. Yeah. I think that's quite a skill. And I like the lack of sentimentality or judgment. So when we, when her story is played out at the end where the playwright hasn't invited us we have to make our own mind up about what we think. Yes. We haven't we haven't been directed. No. And I like feel, that. I love that. It's something I hated about the History Boys though. Oh. It's a similar isn't that kind of a similar vibe in the History Boys that you're I like that. No, that's what I oh, like. I hate Thank you, Alan, because Boys. that's what I like. I liked it. It gives me more space it. to think my own thoughts. I liked it in this, but perhaps in History Boys I felt like he was leaning maybe one way or the other towards But you might have been quite young when you saw it. Mum, tell your... Alan Bennett is special to our family. Do you want to say why? Okay, Alan Bennett is special to our family because my darling daughter Alice once wrote to him when she was a little girl. She can't have been more than 11. And said, my mum is writing a book and could you help her to finish it because then we can be rich. (laughs) I can... Go on holiday, or I don't know what it was you wanted. I just said you love. I just said that you really liked him. And she said, "Yeah, yeah." And then, so I didn't know any of this. This was a completely unknown thing to me. Suddenly, this postcard from Yorkshire arrives. It's got oh, a picture of the Yorkshire Dales. In picture the front. of the Yorkshire Dales. Oh, I couldn't think who it could be from. And there on the back is a charming letter from Alan Bennett saying that your daughter has written. Do it in to the voice, me. dear Catherine. <laughs> dear Catherine, your daughter has written to me. And thinks that a word from me might encourage you to finish your novel. Um, I can't guarantee that it's the road to wealth and yeah. or something like that. But I wish you every luck in Keep your endeavour. Keep up the good work. Not Terribly nice. encouraging. I love Alan Bennett. And it sat in our kitchen for years and years and years. And I don't know where it is now. It's, I remember it sat on the kitchen, up on the top shelf. Yeah, I know, with all the little... And it was just in little hand, lovely joined up handwriting. Thing is, I didn't even remember I'd done it because I was firing off about 10 to 20 letters a day off scale. Remember I was you wrote to Matt LeBlanc? Matt LeBlanc. I <laughs> 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 The Times. Yeah, the, yeah, wrote to a few newspapers, clothing shops that I felt, you know, needed to do better. <laughs> Lady An early activist, yes. John Cleese got two. <laughs> Did you to John Cleese ever write you that? I got a, a signed letter. Yeah. We got one. Signed, from, we had one picture. from Kenneth Williams when we were little. We wrote to Kenneth Williams and he wrote back. Oh. Yes, it was, it's very lovely that somebody takes the time. Isn't so it? I'll always be very grateful. And it did help me finish my novel. And if anybody would like to publish it, just please. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I would, I would recommend. So we'd all recommend it. Is would it still recommend- on Oscar? Yeah, it's still running. We saw it at one of the uh, first week it opened, which was last week. I don't, it's, it's on for a little longer if people want to check it out. And it's, it's on today's ticks. They've got a £20 lottery. I think you get kind of front row or something. So it's It'll worth doing. It'll also be terribly good for Amdrams when the time comes because there oh, is a, yes. an ageing cast. Yes. Oh, yes. And that is the one people. thing that <laughs> Amateur Dramatics usually has is an, an ageing cast. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's top up our margaritas. 
And then we can discuss Iolanthe. Yes. So let's talk about Iolanthe, which we've just all seen. Um, By Alice, just explain who Sasha Regan is and what her her, um, remit is. Yes. So she runs the Union Street Theatre behind Waterloo, but she her company also puts on all male versions of Gilbert and Sullivan shows, and we've seen HMS Pinafore, which we loved, um, Paris and Penzance, and they're always really inventive. Um, she uses costume in set in a really interesting way. They're quite small scale, aren't they? Yeah, just a piano accompaniment, and then you're quite a large cast though. Fifteen, I think. Yeah, and they were all fantastic. They're, it's kind of knee-high-esque. I well, think. it's very inventive. I mean, this was set like backstage in a music hall where some characters have run amok with the props and found a script of Iolanthe score. And it was so beautifully done. It's a very pretty musical liber- operetta. And... My favourite of all the Gilbert and Sullivan, so I was in like Flynn when I heard that she was doing it. And beautifully done. Just very magical. Were there any stand-up performances for you? Because I really enjoyed the Queen Fairy. I loved Iolanthe the way... herself. No. Oh, the Fairy Queen. The Fairy yes. Queen. I really thought that was... I, I loved really... Iolanthe. Um, Christopher Finn played Iolanthe to name check and Richard Russell Edwards was the Fairy Queen. I really I couldn't pick anybody because I think the whole cast is so strong and a really good ensemble cast, fantastic choreography. Oh yeah, interestingly, I was reading the oh, choreography. Oh, sign language. Yeah, so Mark yes. Smith, who did the choreography, has his own company for deaf and hearing impaired dancers. So I don't know whether Sasha Regan sought him out, had the idea for the fairies having their own sort of sign language, or whether he came on board and brought that himself. But that was a really clever idea that all the fairies spoke in a choreographic. Sign language. Which um, is odd because I'd just been to see the meeting by Charlotte Jones in Chichester and they're using sign language because one of the characters in that is deaf and dumb. Oh. And, or non-verbal. As it's such say. a clever way to weave it into choreography though. So mm. it doesn't look like, you know, it kind Signed. of... Yes, they sort of become one entangled as... I know, it kind of reminded you of Pina Bausch or somebody mm. like that. It was, um, so yeah, good. very clever and a... natural. It felt very natural. And their voices, to sing that high, so they don't sing it as men, the female parts, they sing up. Yes, the register's very high. It's inc- I didn't, you know, you just, I just didn't realise that men could sing quite like that. It's incredible. And we're joined by Mabel, <laughs> who's trying to sing Taradiddle. She wants to be part of the theatre podcast. <laughs> so um, it's not on anymore, so people no, can't it's go finished, and see unfortunately, it. But, but watch out for her productions in future. Yes, the moment I saw this was on, you know, so just kind of follow her stuff because it is so impressive um just inventive is the word I would... and it's light and they don't it's high camp in one way of course but it's not in any way camping it up in another yeah when they're made of women it's not kind of wink wink nudge nudge absolutely it's all sincere the fact that they're all men is neither here nor there it's you know and they don't sort of wear wigs and makeup. It's not like a drag. Nobody's thing. got they breasts. Have, no, they have all their <laughs> boy hair, and the costumes are quite basic. They're not wearing, you know, padding. Or they, it's just kind of the performances alone, and they're totally convincing. Yeah. I tell. Oh, my fun Ireland fact 
is that when Iolanthe was first on in, I'm going to get the date wrong, 1882 or 1884, something like that, it was first on at the Savoy, um, and the Savoy had newly opened and was the first theatre in London to have all electric lighting. And they also had lighting in the fairies, they had headpieces with small, small lights that were powered by batteries that they wore. So like one of the first uses of batteries as well. And that is where the expression fairy lights comes from. Because oh, they had a beautiful moment when they had these mirrored frames mm. with little lit twinkling up, lights. With twinkling lights, and it was just Maybe that was beautiful. reference to that, and that's where fairy Perhaps lights come that's from. That's a very fun fact. Yeah, fairy <laughs> lights from yeah. Iolanthe. Yeah. Um, but everyone, look out for Sasha Regan. We did um, say it on the podcast, and a friend of mine actually went to see it in Brighton because this was a touring production. She took her family, Stevie went to see it, and they loved it. My friend Duncan went. Three times to see this production. He loved it so it's much. It's so good. I, you know, if I'd caught it at the beginning of the tour, I probably would have gone again. At, in I definitely so would have gone fun. again, what and I we, would have taken people. If Sasha's listening, what would we like her to do next? Oh, I was thinking Princess Ida, which is the next one, which I've never seen. It's the one they actually did after Iolanthe, and it's set at a girls' um, boarding school, which instantly already you can. Just I'd imagine. like her to do Iolanthe again. Just do Iolanthe again. <laughs> just keep doing it because it was just. Yeah, well, I'd like to see Princess Ida, just because I feel like that's a fertile ground for having... Because when they play the female characters, it is just done so well. It's just... Yes. So something with lots of female characters in it, so that would be my choice. Right, next episode, we should have either Madeline or Ruby back. Um, Hopefully both. Yeah, So, but thank you for standing in, Mother. Oh, you're very welcome. It's um, lovely to have my two penneth worth said out loud. <laughs> I'd be looking for change if I was you, Mama. <laughs> the cat just doesn't listen to me in the same way. <laughs> so until next time, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast. That's right. Twitter at Theatre Club Pod. And hopefully we'll be recording another episode soon. I know it's been quite a, a long break in between, but we've got a couple of good things coming up. We've got Lies, which is an interactive theatre thing at, at the, the Almeida. Almeida. Bring it on the musical, which I'm very much looking forward to. And then Aristocrats at, at the, the Donmar Warehouse. So lots, lots to look forward to. Are you going to do a cocktail as well? We haven't had a cocktail. Oh yeah, we haven't had a cocktail for a while. We had margaritas today, but um, I'll do something proper for bring it on. And until then, bye bye. Bye bye.